Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, cruising, you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, Dr. D, PhD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social. Network, global, home for the locals. Gotta be social. Network, global, home for the locals. All right, Mr. Zion, we are here, Dr. D's Social Network Podcast. Thank you for joining me, man. Uh, no problem. You know, it's always a pleasure getting to hop on and just share my story, share some motivation and, you know, just have a good conversation. You know, it's what it's about connecting with people, having just good conversations and just getting to really uh, get a deeper understanding of the type of world we live in, you know? Yeah, most definitely. I actually, uh, probably like a lot of people, I started knowing about you through your Netflix documentary and mm-hmm. I was scrolling through a while back. I was like, what's this? And yeah. I looked at it and man, it blew my mind. Like I'm sure, I mean, all the stuff you're doing, tell us about the beginning. How did it all start? I mean, obviously it was a, a very different beginning in life. It seems like, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, um, with what I'm doing now, you know, I don't touch always on my background too heavy, but I, uh, went through the foster care system the first 17 years of my life, suffered a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different, very cool experiences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I came out better on the other side and I'm getting adopted by my mom, her name's Kimberly, uh, and to my family and my two oh, sisters, uh, Indy and uh, Koi. And my sister actually just had a baby, my little niece, Roger, like four weeks ago. Awesome. So, you know, our family's still getting even bigger. And it's just, you know, it's been a blessing. Uh, just given another chance at life and with that chance I was able to become like a two-time track and field state champ became one of the best wrestlers in the state of Ohio and one of the best wrestlers in the country wrestling for Kent State and it was just it just seemed so surreal and with everything I'm doing now you know I'm glad I went through all those experiences I'm glad I suffered losses I'm glad I suffered defeats and all my athletics and in just real life situations because, you know, I came out on the other end with a purpose and a reason to be here to help change the world for the Yeah, most definitely. You're definitely doing that. You mentioned adoption. Uh, we adopted our daughter. It's been a blessing, you know, doing adoption. It's been incredible. But mm-hmm. take me through a little bit. You talk about no excuses. Let's talk about that. What does that mean in your mind, in your journey? Oh, no excuses. You know, I have that tatted right on my back and it's, it really means a lot to me. You know, it was one of the first tattoos I ever got. And uh, sorry, I drank this water too fast. Sorry. And um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And no, no excuses. You know, to me, that means you hold yourself accountable. You really work your hardest every day. You don't give reason to fold and stay down. You know, you, give yourself purpose to go up and go after what you believe in every day. 
you know, I have, I have all these purposes of being an athlete, being a motivational speaker, being an author, all for the purpose of I want to show people that you really can be anything you want to be. And with no excuses, I can do exactly that because no excuses, it embodies all of it, you know? When someone says no excuses, most people, they aren't gonna look at you right in your face and give you no excuse because you just told them no excuses, don't make any excuses. Oh. You know, excuses are a way into laziness. Excuses are a way into giving up. Excuse, excuses are a way into just simply folding. But when it comes to no excuses, it's completely reversed. The roles are reversed. Everything is reversed. And, you know, I think that if you live that way and you not just by no excuses, but you live your life for a purpose and you're motivated by something every day, whether it's just making your bed yeah. or going out there and winning a world title, or it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you have a purpose, at least one thing in your whole day that gives you purpose, do that thing every day and don't give yourself an excuse not to do it. Most definitely. So, I mean, take me through your mindset every day when you wake up of how you want to live that. What's a typical, like, no excuses based day for you? Uh, you know, it's just, I just live my life, man. You know, I wake up every day about six o'clock every day. And I just kind of look over the plan that I went over with my um, agent yesterday or the day before. And, you know, I just kind of just, you know, just prepare myself mentally. Uh, you know, I, I don't do all the things where, you know, like I write stuff down in a book or I talk to myself yeah. or nothing like that. I just get up and the way I know that I'm embodying no excuses, I make my bed. I, I stay active. You know, I don't like to just sit around all day. I make sure I go out and achieve some something. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you obviously if any, people will see when they watch this episode, a lot of your training videos before this. And to see mm -hmm. how hard you work, where does the work ethic come from? Is that something you developed or is that more innate for you that you've had? Uh, I've always had the mindset of, you know, if I can't do something, I'm going to keep trying to do it. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I had to just incorporate with regular life, given uh, my disability with caudal regression syndrome. Uh, so it really made, it really was just like, you know, I don't, I never really, I never really, was like, oh, I'm going to go work hard every day. It's like, all right, I need to figure this out if I'm going to continue yeah. living my life how I want to live my life. Yeah. And then I got that work ethic from the sport of wrestling, which I'm in my 17th year now. I started when I was a little kid. Wow. And, you know, with that, you know, there's a saying, once you've wrestled, everything else in life becomes easy. I'm kind of starting <laughs> to believe it. You're starting to feel it. <laughs> yeah. What is it about wrestling? I mean, obviously I watch it in the documentary about you. What is it about the sport of wrestling that is a little bit different than other things? Oh, well, first off, it's the first sport known to man. It's mentioned in the Bible twice. It's mentioned in a couple of Apple historic books twice, mm -hmm. uh, dating back to ancient times. And with that being said, what is so awesome about the sport is that when you step out there, it's nobody but you and the other guy. And yeah, you have your backing of your team and your coaches, but at the end of the day, it's you, you're imposing your will on your opponent. And they're trying to impose their will on you. And whoever's will is the strongest, by the end of the six to 10 minutes, then they're the victor. And I like that because it really shows like who has enough heart to really keep it going 
and who has enough drive to keep pushing, even though they're hurt, even though, you know, you might have a torn muscle, even though you might have a black eye and you can't see, you know, you really find out who has the strength to continue to push forward. Because, you know, wrestling's not a sport for everybody. It's not. No, no. Wrestling can get very dangerous. Yes. But at the same time, if you're confident and you work hard, you can survive. Most and if definitely. you can survive in the sport, I'm telling you right now, if you keep pushing yourself, you can thrive in it too. That's amazing. I mean, I was a collegiate track and field athlete and I spent a lot of time with wrestlers. Man, that I mean, track and field training is very difficult, but wrestling, oh no, don't get me wrong. I, I feel that, man. To you be know it, best, right? Yeah, to be one of the fastest guys in the country currently, it's a lot of hard work. It's hard work. It's a lot of training for a little bit of time that you spend. Yeah, doing I know. Something. You train months for a third. For me, it's like a 13, 14 second race. <laughs> right? All <laughs> the know? effort for a short <laughs> amount of time. I mean, you know, at least. With the wrestlers, I remember do I love to train with a lot of different types of sports and stuff. I remember thinking like this is like more than training. This is like your being. This oh yeah, like no, it's essence. definitely a lifestyle. If you're not committed, if you're not committing your body to being a martial artist, well, let's just take it like let's take it apart. Like yeah. if you if you can't get your head around being a martial artist, whether it's wrestling, fighting, anything like that, you're just not gonna survive. Um, I've seen people come into my gyms, my gym in LA. Shout out to my team body shop guys. Some of the most savages dudes on the planet. AJ <laughs> McKee just won his first, my boy just won his first world title. Nice. Uh, you got my boy Joey, you got Kimbo Slice Jr., Baby Slice, what's up, boy? Baby and Slice. Then, <laughs> yeah, you got just a whole bunch of just top level uh, just athletes in there. But like, you can't just walk into a gym like that and expect everything to go your way. You know, I kind of had that same mindset and I almost, it was almost too much for me a couple of years ago. I walked into that gym and I'm getting punched in the face by like Kimbo Slice the second. Yeah. <laughs> and it was rattling my brain and it was like really making me think like, am I cut for this? By the end of the day, if you have that drive, this, what makes the sport special compared to all the other sports is that one, you're conditioned like, on, like none other. Yes. Um, you, you train for 10 minutes, but Honestly, you train for way more than 10 minutes. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know what I mean? And on top of that, that sport, it, re- it activates that fight, flight, fight, or freeze uh, mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah, we have three reactions when it comes to situations of high stress. Fight, flight, freeze. So some people will fight, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Some people will freeze, which is <laughs> just, you know, dumb. Yeah. And then some people will like flee, which means they'll just try to avoid you the whole time and not really put much work into it. And that's not good either because eventually you're going to get taken down. Yeah. And the crap beat out of you. You know what I mean? For sure. But like with fighting, it also just builds like a tenacity. Being a martial artist builds a certain resilience and tenacity. And that's what I've been able to project into everything else to what I do now. Every time I go to do something, man, like I've, I've never skateboarded really a day in my life i went to a skate park for maybe 45 minutes last year and got really messed up and then i just came around uh to the skate park in orange county like two weeks ago and it was you know i just was like all right no more fear no more just feeling like you're gonna get hurt like you wrestle dude you fight like you felt what much worse pain 
right. you know, so I was just going out there and I was just yeeting myself on some real stuff. Right. right. And uh, I was sticking, I was sticking landings. I was hitting kick flips, you know, something that I'd never would have imagined myself doing. But once you remove that barrier of fear and just holding your, it's holding, that's holding you back. It's just, just, you can do anything. And with wrestling and fighting and just martial arts, there's a lot of fear that goes into that. You're not, Most no definitely. one wants to go and fight another person especially if they're bigger and faster and stronger than them yeah and nobody wants to do that yeah and that's where fear comes into play but some people are able to channel it and use it as motivation in the way that i channel my fears i channel my struggles i channel all my pains and i turn them into gas because mm. I, I view i view myself as a machine that can just keep pushing forward as long as i got the right fuel yeah, I mean, it's very evident in all the videos and things I'm saying. And uh, I want to add on, how does your faith coincide with that? Being a Christian, I'm also a Christian. I, I love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, so I'm not like you, what you would say, your typical Christian. You know, I don't, uh, I'm, if I'm going to be truthful, I don't always go to church uh, just because I'm, I'm just that busy with my life. Yeah. But at the same time, I pray with my mom every time I talk to her. I carry my Bible around. I'll read it uh, every once in a while. You know, I I pray pretty often to just make sure that the blessings keep coming and I'm able to support myself and my family and future family I'm, I'm going to have. You know, and it's, it, I just make sure that everything I do, when I win, when people ask me what do I give all my credit to, I say I give it to God and my family. Yeah. That's amazing. I, and I think I actually had somebody on, we were talking about kind of the current version of Christianity where church is changing a bit and people aren't going as much, but there's still this very large belief in God and the closeness with it. And I can see that that's a big aspect mm -hmm. for you. When have you felt like you've had to lean on that faith the most in your life? Uh, honestly, just, uh, I wasn't a big part of my life up until just a couple of years ago, okay. honestly. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been around the church and in the church and stuff. Uh, most of my life is how I became a drummer um, when I was really little and nice. up to now. Uh, but it was more so that after I was taken in by my mom, she, she was a very religious woman. And um, she kind of just laid it on me. And I started to see, like, I don't, I don't know, just things started to happen so naturally in the right way. Yeah. I had no other choice but to believe. You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, it sounds like your mom wanted, obviously, like most moms, they want the best for you. And they want, oh, you, without know, a doubt. you know, that, and they see the challenges that all people have in different ways. But was there ever a period in this journey that obviously it's continuing, that was like a low point where you're like, maybe question yourself a little bit? Uh, a couple times over the last three years, uh, I had a lot of low points, a lot of crap I had to deal with, a lot yeah. of shady people, a lot of uh, failures, injuries, whatever you want to call it, you know, but uh, this year is completely different. And I'm not saying that, you know, just because new year, new me, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm not saying that, but right. all the work that I put in the last three years, starting like a couple of days ago, has all been put into motion. Awesome. You know, like I've been put, I put about three years of work into just like this coming year. Wow. And um, it's, just, I don't know, I, I don't even know what to say exactly, but 
it, it's like all this time, you know, I've, I've messed up and I've made mistakes and I've suffered a lot of losses and failures and just had to completely start over a few different times and figure mm-hmm. out what my plan is. Uh, but, you know, it's like I said, every time you fail, every time you suffer loss, you learn. Yeah. So all I've been doing is just learning from my own mistakes, taking advice from other people, learning from their mistakes uh, so I can make the right actions, make the right choices and hopefully stay successful. Yeah. Yeah. So you you mentioned the three years of work. What is that being funneled into? What are the things or the projects that that is culminating in? Uh, Just a lot of stuff behind the camera, a lot of different uh, businesses and organizations I've been uh, working with to try uh, and start some cool things and shit like that. And then on top of that, you know, I have an acting career. I'm a still, I'm a multi-sport professional athlete. You know, I was just a rookie a couple of years ago. Now I'm turning into a seasoned vet. I'm getting faster times, higher level performances. You know, I'm turning, I'm hitting like the prime. I think close, I'm soon I'm going to be hitting the prime, like my prime, I think. And it's just, everything's falling into place to where like, all right, I can go in there and I can really knock somebody around. But I yeah. probably should, like a couple of years ago, would have had no business even, being in the same room, room with, you know? Right, right. Are there any other sports that you're looking to do in the future? It seems like you're, you're moving from one sport to the next, trying to master it, do well. There's something you really want to do in the future? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not really like jumping from sport to sport. Fighting, wrestling, all that. That, that to me is all under- All under, in the same vein. It's all like, under one yeah. umbrella. They all help yeah. me get better at the, at the other, other one. Like jujitsu helps me with my wrestling. Wrestling helps me with my jujitsu. Uh, wrestling helps me with my striking. Right. Wrestling helps me with everything when it comes right. to fight. How did the track and field come into your life? I watched my sister win a state title with a torn MCL. Whoa. And yeah, she jumped 18.5 and a half feet in a long jump to take the girls' uh, state title and break the state record uh, back when we were in high school. And I was just like, I want to do something like that. So next thing you know, yeah. I started training. And the next thing you know, I was a state champ too. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And like, we were back-to-back state champs for two years. So like, when you walk into my high school, there's a big thing uh, with all the state champs lined up. And like, my sister and I were right next to each other on the like, walls, like forever. It's pretty cool. And that's really cool to be able to do that. And now, like you, give me if I'm wrong about this, you've been in the Olympics, but uh, two different Olympics, right? Or is no, I actually haven't made the team yet. I've always been super close. You've been close. I, okay. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys I'm going against, they're all like doing this stuff 10 plus years. I'm only in like my sixth year. I see. Um, but even that doesn't even matter though. I'm just figuring it out still. Uh, wow. Over the last couple of years, I've always been like top two in the country okay. for the United States. So like, if I didn't make the A team for the Olympic team, I'd make the B team. Yeah. And it sent me to like a different country. Right. Um, either way, it's still repping Team USA, but I'm still, not, I'm still not at the very top yet. You know what I mean? I think yeah. this coming year, I can feel it in my bones. This last track season was so weird due to COVID and yeah, everything. Yeah, of course. Uh, and just like the timing, like they first it was like, we're not going to have a track season. And last minute, oh, we're going to have a track season, but it's only going to be four races. So make sure you get all the best times you got in, in four races. <laughs> I was just like, what, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I still finished top four in the country. I actually got fourth at the trials in Minneapolis on NBC. And um, 
yeah, it was, it was such a close race. Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if I got like second or fourth right. place. Like that's how close it was. Yeah. No, really. no clue of what I finished. All I knew is like, I didn't win because the dude that I got first was probably about that much in front of us. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a small like, margin. Yeah. So like I had a good year this past year. I still hit some record times I've never hit before. Yeah. Uh, from personal, you know, I still have tracking records across all these different trackings I've been to. Um, but it's like that I'm getting into the point where like, okay, I'm now really starting to understand this. It's, it's about, it's about to be my turn to take over. It's, it's Zion's turn. It's coming up. <laughs> Tell me doubt. about the acting and stuff. Like obviously a lot of people have seen you from the Netflix documentary. Was that a springboard towards more work in that area or how? how Absolutely it not. Yeah. No, no. This kind of popped up, uh, just kind of randomly. Just from the people I was kind of meeting and just uh, like somehow got well connected when they're just like, oh, dude, you'd be big behind the screen. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm doing commercials. I'm about to be in two very big movies. I can't say. Okay, don't say anything, Zion. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm legally not allowed to. Yeah. So you know, I don't want to get in trouble or nothing. Of course. But uh, two very big movies coming out in the next like year, two years. Filming starts this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you gotta be so pumped about this. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, <laughs> you know, first time on like the big screen, like movie theater big screen. What was that like, the whole experience? Uh the Netflix thing, you know, it was just a very short interaction with this producing company for like a week and then they disappeared and then they called me up again because they submitted uh the short film to Sundance and yeah. then it ended up getting best short film at, at the Sundance Film Festival. And then proceeded to get the best short film at almost all the film festivals across the planet. And then next thing you know, Netflix is like, hey, we want this. Yeah. And now it's been on Netflix for three and a half years. I have the longest running short documentary in Netflix history currently. Really? Yeah. Man, it's because it keep, it's like it's for for years on end, people just keep watching it. Yeah, well, it's it's just like it's easy to digest. It's not that long, if I remember it. 12 minutes. Yeah, but it like says so much in 12 minutes. Yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing. It, it like encapsulates everything about what it's trying to say in that amount of time for it. It's actually really amazing um, just how well it's put together and just your story, you know? Do you ever, do you have, if people ask you about your disability, does, does that ever bother you? Or do you feel like, hey, I, I can talk about it. It doesn't bother me. What's your feelings on that? Um, you know, I never, I never really care. Yeah. You know, people are curious. It's when you start being um, simply like say, like if you're just simply being an asshole, you know, and, and I, that's what I call those people. And I'm a real, I'm a real dude, man. Yeah. Like I just, I keep it, I keep it a buck. <laughs> on everything yeah. and if you're being like that then i don't have time for you i just ignore you but if you're like a kid or like if you're someone that's naturally curious and you actually want to hold a conversation you're not just coming up to me asking me yeah uh, just that one question and yeah i'll entertain you and i'll talk to you you know what i mean it's just a level of, level of respect of course of course yeah no I, you know i was i was curious about that because you know some people, they have different feelings about different things like that and how they see themselves and how that defines or doesn't define their existence for that. And, you know, so I was curious about it, but 
I mean, man, I'm so excited for people to see these videos before this video. Because yeah. Zion's putting in massive work. I'm talking like massive work in these videos. The video of you doing the plyo box jumps, I put that on there. It's incredible. Oh, uh, like the like the big box? Yeah, the big box, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's a sick video. <laughs> I mean, like I just recently got strong enough to where I can jump that high. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you start like at a smaller box initially? I mean, I started at like I can still jump pretty high, but like yeah, that big box. I was I'm at the point where I'm stacking two decent sized boxes on each other. Wow. So it's like that was a process, you know. I had to really develop uh, that ex- that, ex- that spring action yes. in my wrist and my arms, and you know, because I'm doing a lot of things that most people probably wouldn't do on their oh, hands because like to a normal person doing what I do is probably very damaging to your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. But like, not for me. Well, I wouldn't, you know, physiologically, I mean, you're used to being on your hands. So you're used to having weight bearing load on your hands all the time. So everybody else is generally on their feet all the time. And they don't, and that's actually as in my training career with people, I work with people, we spend a lot of time on our hands actually and on the ground. Because kind of funny, as you get older, you start leaving the ground in general. You know, people are afraid to fall, get hurt and stuff like that. So in many ways, they get an advantage to be able to use your hands well, you know? Yeah, that's what, that's that's for sure. But to me, again, that's just like, to me, walking on my hands is just like you guys walking with your legs. Yeah, of course. Think. Yeah, most definitely. Now, I'm thinking about this. How do you, do you have a coach when you're training? Like how influential have your coach has been into helping you develop this strength and endurance? Oh, I every day. I train with them every day at the arena, up in body shop. Yeah. The Chula Vista Olympic Training Center. So like I have access to some of the best coaches around and I have access to the best wrestlers and the best fighters across the whole planet. And that's, uh, that's awesome. just in the next like week and a half, I'm going to be, um, Kicking it with John Jones, training with him in Hollywood. Nice. Very nice. Tell me a little bit about the book, the Zion book. Uh, I read it. I, I think it's awesome, but I'd love for the audience to hear a little bit about th- this book that you put out. Yeah, so my book, Zion Unmatched, um, fun fact, currently it's in the UK, the US, and Canada, and currently it's the number one editor's pick on Amazon. And it's also in almost all select targets across the world. And uh, it's a book that I want people of all ages to be able to relate to, people to be able to just look at and really feel my message, even though it's not your traditional book with chapters or nothing like that. It's more so things that I've said and just my viewpoints on how I view the world that I feel that if sharing that with everybody and sharing how I see things and how I think, could give people a better understanding on what it really means to just be happy with your own self and right. your own life. That's great. It's a great book. I encourage everybody to check it out. What's been the best part of this whole experience, Zion? And all the training, all the work, all the messages, the TV, everything. What's been the best part? Honestly, I get to do what I want on my own time. I mean, not the training, you know, training. I have to do that at certain times. <laughs> right, right. But like everything else, it's really like on my own time. I work my own hours. You know, I, I'm able to really comfortably live my life. You know, I'm not like stuck to a nine to five job uh, every day. You know, that would make it hard to do a lot of the things that I do. Yeah. You know, 
and I was I used to work a nine to five. I used to lay brick all through college. Oh man, yeah. And, you're and like, no uh, more of that. <laughs> like, yeah, never, <laughs> never. But you know, like I'm, I've, I have more freedom. Whether it's financial freedom, whether it's just peace of mind. You know, like I said, I'm living my own life. Man, I'm 24 years old. I just turned 24 a couple months ago. Wow. It seems you like know, you've lived longer than that based off of all the stuff you've been doing, you know? I know, right? But like, like seriously, like me being at 24, I got I got a lot of time to go yeah. experience things and do cool stuff. Like I just got my passports. I'm getting ready to go like out the country and start touring nice. different parts of the world. So like, you know what I mean? Like I'm really excited because I can do what I want on my own time. If I don't want to do something, I just say I don't want to do it. Yeah. That's an amazing feeling. I think most humans aspire to is to just be able to do what they'd like to do on their own time and to do it at such a young age, I think is incredibly uh, powerful, you know, and get your life ahead of you to do. Yeah, that. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what happens, man. What do you want it like? What's like the big thing you want to do? Is there anything like a huge goal beyond what you're already doing that you want to accomplish? No, because all my biggest goals are what I'm working for right now. That's awesome, man. You know, like aside from that, I just want to be happy, do what yeah. I want. You know, yeah. maybe like throw more yacht parties. <laughs> more yacht? Oh wait, hold on. More yacht parties. What was the other yacht parties like? <laughs> I mean, the the last two yacht parties. Yeah, well, I want to know. <laughs> the one was on. I flew into San Diego on New Year's Eve. Was at my crib for maybe about thirty minutes and then hopped on a yacht to like two a.m. Wow. Uh, like so it was like I'm out from like 7.30 to 2 a.m. It was just ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. That just sounds a amazing. Good, just a good time. And then a weekend, like a week and a half before that. Wait, no, this is, this is last weekend. Zion, the timeline that, here. I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, this is last weekend. I was, uh, yeah, I threw, a, I threw my own personal event, uh, Christmas, like, send off. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was definitely gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it There's was a lot more gone. there. I could sense it, man. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, we'll keep that on, on the down low, man. <laughs> yeah, no, just, that's not, it was good times, man. Man, a yacht party. That's amazing. Wow. Some mm. more yacht parties, more good times, more freedom. Yeah. Like I just want to be able to live, you know, everybody's like, oh, why do you like to party and all this stuff? Like, dude, I'm 24 years old. If I want to go out to a club, I'll go out to a club. But that doesn't change my mission of what I'm trying to do with what I'm doing right now. Like, obviously, like there's such thing called moderation. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm 43 and I like to do the things you like to do. Believe me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't stopped partying, man. So let, just let that be a lesson, Zion. Never stop partying. <laughs> yeah, no, like never. Not even that. Just never stop enjoying yourself. If you, what, what you're doing, if you're if you're not enjoying yourself, whether it's work or being around people or yeah, going to certain places, you're just not enjoying yourself. Maybe do something else. Change it up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got it. Listen, you got it. You got one chance here. You know, this one body, this one existence here on Earth. Make it count. Enjoy your time love people, care about them, you know, work hard, all these things that you seem to be really good at doing. I seriously, you don't seem like you're 24, man. How do I, I like, I thought he was like 30 maybe or something <laughs> like just from all yeah. the stuff you've done. Like, it's like yeah. you packed a lot in, in a short amount of time of living so far, you know? I mean, a lot of it, I was kind of just kind of forced into it. That mm. a lot of things, my experiences, especially the harder parts of my life 
yeah it wasn't by choice you know sure. so in turn i had to i had to kind of grow up quicker and mature faster if i was going to survive mm. yeah no no it makes sense based off your story and stuff but man look where you're at now i mean 24 you're rocking it man you're doing the stuff you want to do and uh i really appreciate you just giving me some of your time man. i know you're busy doing oh, all no your problem. stuff but i love connecting man have more yacht parties definitely have more yacht parties. <laughs> i'm telling you do it <laughs> oh yeah man if you're ever in california you're more than welcome to hop on one i will you. man i'm i'm definitely going to be there like march or something like that i'm going to be in california oh bet. listen if i'm throwing something you're invited san diego that's what i'm saying i love san diego man i'm i, I travel <laughs> quite a bit all around the west coast i'm on the west coast you know like you like oh word so. Okay. I'm in Washington State. Well, Northwest, Pacific Northwest, but it's a quick oh, trip. Oh, so you're, you're way up there. I'm at the border of Canada, literally on the border. Oh, wow. Beautiful place. Vancouver is close, like 35 minutes from me. So, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's up there. But it's I've heard beautiful. stories about Vancouver. Oh, it's a great place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like I said that? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I definitely, I definitely understood you. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. You know, it's just a vibe. It's got a great yeah, vibe. Yeah, no, I heard it's like, it's compl- it's totally different though. Like, Yeah, it's like, a big melting pot, big yeah. nightlife, like very city, but clean, super clean city. Yeah, that's very what I heard, clean. like it's real nice. Yes, it's definitely worth a visit, Zion. It's totally worth a visit. Yeah, I have some buddies that go there pretty often, so I might tag along one of these times. Yeah, why not, man? I'm 35 minutes from there. So if you're on the way there, you got a place to be, man. Hang out. Oh, weird. All right. Bet, bet. Yeah, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time and uh, for being you, inspiring a lot of people. And, uh, you know, tell everybody where they could catch you next, you know, all your channels, all that stuff, man. Uh, if you, can, you can catch me on my Instagram. Just look up Big Z on Instagram. I'll pop up on the first choice that pops up. You type in Big Z. Uh, then Facebook, Zion Clark, um, watch out for the fake pages. My page has the check mark. Everybody else is fake. Okay. Uh, and then Snapchat again, like I look up Zion Clark, you can find my official Snapchat channel. And then what am I missing? YouTube also look up Zion Clark. And if you want to be tapped into all my speaking engagements and everything I do, if you go to my Instagram, my bio, you click on the link, it'll take you straight to my link tree. You can listen to all my speeches. I have most of my speeches on YouTube also. Uh, I just have everything I'm doing pretty much all over the place. So you just look up Zion Clark. You can find me, honestly. You can find him. It'll be, it's easy, guys. Well, Zion, again, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you and uh, enjoy what looks like very nice weather actually right? oh yeah i mean it's a little chilly this morning but it's gonna get up to like 60 65 today. Oh, it's like california chili where it's like oh it's kind of cold but it's like 58 <laughs> yeah no, it, i mean it's not cold to me that's for sure yeah I yeah people outside because i'm from ohio oh it's cold yeah yeah it's freezing in ohio yeah. in the winter jeez man <laughs> so like when i see people out with jackets and stuff i'll be like if i was wearing that jacket i'd be sweating wedding man <laughs> <laughs> But you take it easy, man. You're cool, All right, you, just, you too, touch. man. All right, you stay in touch for sure. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower. Every 
no. Or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew. Cruising. You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.